0: Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, little-known cartoonist Ken Holtzhauser. I came to an epiphany years ago that there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I know there are movies and television programs and music that are seen as guilty pleasures, junk food for the mind. But I think there's enough negativity in this world that you shouldn't have to feel embarrassed by your entertainment choices. If it entertains you, enjoy it. After all, it was made by professionals for you to entertain. Uh, I, I've i been in the 70s a lot the last couple of weeks, and I lest you think that it was the only place where you could find such entertaining pop culture nuggets, we're going to take a little trip to the 80s today with a movie that I... I remember seeing the ads for at the time. I was a teenager so, I mean, it was obviously the sort of thing that if I was susceptible to the peer pressure of fads, I might have really enjoyed it. But I really didn't see this movie until I was a little bit older. And now it is a, it's kind of a time capsule of the 80s. It's also strangely entertaining in its own right. Uh, There's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot to kind of sneer at. Yes, I know, but... uh, I think that it's worth your time, so I'm going to ask you to enjoy the ride, and join me for 1984's Breaking. Breaking, and you just don't stop. Here comes the movie that's fresh and hot, with high energy, dancing to the this movie is unique you've got the talent (laughs) she ain't no street dancer don't go and tell your peers the movie you run for is finally here with action style and beautiful girls people don't procrastinate see the show don't hesitate and see how one young girl contacts the street dance world That death, man. Come on, sucker, right now. She was good. I'm better. <laughs> Who do you think you are anyway, Princess here? Who? Don't be mistaken, you've got to see, break it. <laughs> Dancing, probably. she knows nothing about what we do. She can learn. Yeah? Oh. You can teach me. We're asking for trouble. Yes, breaking. It's a it's a dance movie, it's a breakdancing movie obviously. 1984 was kind of the uh, the zenith of breakdancing. It was the new thing that was sweeping the nation or at least sweeping the Midwest. It had already been a big deal on the coasts, so obviously it was time to try to cash in on this urban phenomenon and bring it to uh, the boring masses of Midwest. And uh, Orion Pictures and Canon Pictures, apparently, were both kind of fighting to see who could come out with a breakdancing movie first. We had, uh, I think, the Orion Picture is referred to as the breakdancing movie, where this is the way more fun Breakin'. Breakin' is the story of a dancer who is getting uh, dumped on and harassed in her dance class. She's getting... uh, well, you've seen dance movies. You've seen these things. You know that you've got the uh, the choreographer who's doing sort of a Bob Fosse creeper thing on her. And, you know, she could get some great roles if she was willing to be a little bit more friendly and gross stuff like that. Lucinda Dickey is the star of this movie. I would love to tell you that she is a solid gold dancer because that's kind of what her dance routine reminds me of. But I think she was a gymnast. She's got the requisite uh, 1980s short hair, that sort of a Pat Benatar look, and uh, she's not she's not a spectacular actress, uh, but she gets the job done in this. The real stars of this movie are the two street dancers that she meets that opens her up to a new world of fashion and fun and uh, breakdance fighting and clubs, and that is Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp. And honestly they're spectacular break dancers they're 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 good dancers that's obviously why you would hire them for a movie like this but they're also one of those lost uh possibilities of the 80s because they're both really funny really charming decent actors i think canon could have done a ton of these movies Not necessarily just breakdancing, but if you would have thought beyond the box and made them sort of like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, I think you would have gotten several really entertaining movies out of them. I like them. Uh, Grease 2 star Christopher McDonald is in the film as well. He is a sort of... um, a talent scout who is trying to help our main character and he's a little bit of a skeez too uh, it takes a long time for christopher mcdonald to find a part where he's not kind of skeezy maybe i'm just having t-bird flashbacks from him from Grease uh, greece 2 uh and a there's a couple of interesting newcomers that is in this film as well uh, i want to draw your attention at the very beginning of the movie uh there is a, a scene at the beach where you see a lot of street dancers dancing, the music is playing loud, and there's a crowd of people all clapping and kind of rhythmically swaying to the spectacle that they're enjoying. One of these people, making his film debut, is future action star Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is wearing um, I don't even know how to explain spandex later hosen, and he is doing everything he can to pull attention to to himself. Apparently, the few scenes of him that you see in the opening of the movie um, are scenes that they could not edit him out of. Apparently, there are even more extreme uh, Van Damming going on in this movie as he is doing backflips and jumping around. And again, he's doing everything he can to try to pull focus. I'm sure that he was also trying to find producers or the director, or somebody, and say, hey, I am an action star just waiting to happen. So he, the first scene in the movie is unintentionally quite funny because of the Van Damage that is being done to Venice Beach. Um, the dancing throughout the movie is, is fun. I couldn't possibly do that. Let's be fair. I... I couldn't probably walk across a street with uh, any kind of grace and style. But our dancers in this movie actually do some really interesting dance moves. And like I said, uh, Boogaloo Shrimp and Shabadoo are terrifically fun. There's even a little bit of a flirtation and romantic lead uh, in in the film. Um, there, Again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. It's a lost opportunity here. The two of them are great, and even there are two of these movies: the the incredibly titled "Breakin' Two Electric Boogaloo," which was filmed roughly around the same time as this one, because they knew that this fad was going to evaporate quickly, and managed to get two films in the theater before the whole thing crumbled up and died. And you can't really con- you can't say that uh, Canon Films is not thinking of the future. That's for darn sure. But there are scenes where the dancers all get together and have dance offs against each other, very uh, Jets versus Sharks kind of a way in the middle of dark dance clubs. And. <laughs> the the live music, the live rapping at the club is kind of great because it is an impossibly young Ice T, and he is um, he is throwing them out there like the old school genius that he is. It's fun to see him. It's fun to hear him. The dancing is um, is pretty energetic. The plot involving convincing a dance routine that they should do hip hop style dances is quaint. Because obviously here we are in uh, the 21st century, and these kinds of things merge together uh, pretty effortlessly nowadays. I mean, it would it would not be impossible. I don't know if it was even impossible then to suggest that you know the Twila Tharp dance troupe shouldn't throw some hip hop into it but it's a it's a highly influential film it's a lot of fun there are some weird funny scenes that only appear in this movie to be weird funny scenes um there is a there's a scene of a dancing with a broom that would make Fred Astaire envious and there is a scene where they go to a country bar of all things so that they can start a bar fight uh that again it exists only to be a comedy scene it might as well have it emblazoned in neon letters on it it's a good time. Like a lot of these kind of 80s uh, subgenre movies, it's a lot of fun. It's um, it. Breaking Two is less fun. Breaking Two is a little bit more. A very special episode of The Facts of Life than this one. But I think you will find a lot to enjoy in Breakin', And I highly recommend it. It's readily available on DVD for very cheap prices. It's probably on some streaming channels. And it's absolutely worth your time. If you like dance movies. If you like the 80s. If you like uh, fashion victims of the 80s. (laughs) If you like uh, strange, improbable dance films. This one's got pretty much everything you're looking for. I can't recommend enough. Seek out and enjoy breaking. And uh, let me know about it when you're done. I think you'll find it uh, well worth your time. In any case, we'll be seeing you next week for another episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. Looking for something new and exciting in comics? Perhaps that other dynamic duo, The Quick and the Dad. It's a love letter to the DC, Marvel, Archie, and Harvey comics of my youth. Available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com. Within the pages of The Quick and the Dad, you will find supervillains, dad jokes, strange, exciting worlds, really goofy supervillains, and bad puns. I promise. Each issue will delight and confound you in equal measure. And it's available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com.